just made the list. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stuart Vine, and welcome to my review, solo review of WrestleMania 38 Night One and Night Two. As you can hear, as you can see, I mean, no Josh this time yet again. Obviously, uh, very busy, very busy. Um, finding time to do reviews together is uh, has been hard the last couple of months, but. He will be back at some point, and when he does, it's going to be very, very, very glorious. It's going to be awesome when we talk about wrestling yet again. But until then, um, obviously, just got to speak, uh, put up with myself talking about WrestleMania Night One and Night Two. Uh, yes, obviously, it has some cool stuff um, set up. You had obviously on night, obviously Night One. I think you had the obviously Seth surprise. Who's going to face? You had Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. You had Charlotte Flair versus um, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, and obviously you had the thing with Stone Cold. Um, being on the KO show uh, night two, we had obviously cool stuff uh, to look forward to. We had obviously Edge versus um, AJ Styles. We had the, obviously the, the main event with um, uh, with uh, Brock Lesnar going against Roman Reigns for the winner uh, unification of the WWE and Universal Championships. Um, the biggest match ever in WrestleMania. I mean, I would say it wouldn't, but I'm allowed to think that. But um, yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to. To be fair. Um, I admit the build up was pretty lackluster this year as always WrestleMania wasn't really pumped for it a lot of people I was talking to wasn't pumped for this WrestleMania but how many times have I said that over the years where I've gone into WrestleMania not pumped for the build and then I watched the WrestleMania and is wildly entertained by both nights or the show there's always something there it's what WWE annoyingly does sometimes where you know um, you basically go into it thinking oh I hate this company it hates it and then when they put up an event like this and you go oh now I can't understand why there are bits I do like about this company they can put on a pretty decent resume now and then it's f I mean they can when they want to I mean there have been some pretty rubbish ones um, over the years but this is pretty good I was actually um, pretty enjoyed this I also stayed up both nights to watch both nights uh, so I stayed up very late in the morning as a UK fan to watch these so um, yeah so obviously where we're going to do this is we're just going to go through each match from night one and night two, it's not. There's not going to be any breaks really. Um, I'll do, and then at the end we'll do my full thoughts of the whole night one and night two. And yeah, I'll put what what night I like prefer more. Was it night one or night two? So um, yeah, don't know more to say. Um, I guess we'll dive straight in to um, the opening contest. That was um, the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Usos going against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Booth. Big Boo, I can never remember his name right. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go, let's go straight in to talk about that match. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Yes! You just made the list! So yes, we as, as I said, we kicked off with the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Usos going against Shinsuke Nakamura and with Booths. Um, I always get that name wrong. I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to get that anyway. Um, yes, obviously, this, um, it wasn't anything crazy, this match. Um, obviously, we had, um, was it Nakamura and Wick Booth's um, entrance was really awesome. I, I think, um, well, I think I like that's why it kind of works sometimes, because the guitar entrance always sounds cool over Nakamura's theme. Always does. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, the story of this match really was the one's going to be remembered for us, because, obviously, uh, we've um, got a, a knee gave out um, after trying to take up not both of the Usos trying to hit uh, up on his shoulder, but his knee gave out. Um, obviously, had to tag Nakamura in. And, um, yeah, obviously, for a little bit near the end of the match, obviously, Nakamura was, at, uh, was um, outnumbered 2-1 to one for the Usos. But, um, yeah, the kind of match ended with, um, was it the Usos hitting a 1D or it's a 3D? 
on um, Nikam Nakamura to um, yeah get the win. Um, nothing really crazy here in the match. We asked us, this is what it's going to be remembered for, kind of for that. Um, like, is Nitwick all right? <laughs> was it was it was it an injury that was just set up, or was it actually a legit injury? Um, obviously. You could sit there and say it's a story because obviously a week before he did fake knee injury to try and um, trick the Usos f- facing him in a match to get him and Nakamura a title shot. So maybe that might be a thing, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean again, it's the opening. I, I think um, I I prefer opening matches that like you know show that sets the bar of what a ma- uh, what's going to go through the entire show. But I mean this makes sense. I think they've done it in this night and the midnight too as well. Where they kind of put. They kind of put the matches that we weren't exactly invested in as much early on, so to get them out of the way, and then when we get later in the show, we get to the match if we really invested in, and they did it. I think they booked it quite nicely in that sense, WWE. Um, that yeah, we got a lot of the matches we weren't exactly thrilled upon. So um, yes, obviously, um, obviously for the um, the bloodline, this is great. Starts uh, night one, two tag team champions for the Usos. So um, yeah. Awesome stuff. Don't have more to say here, um, but um, hopefully, Booze is okay. Uh, Rick is okay. Uh, hopefully, if it is an injury, if it's always just a setup for a, a story beat that we don't know about, we don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything obviously since um, obviously just two days now. Cause I've recorded this on a Monday, so um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's okay. But yeah, uh, the Usos do uh, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I don't know who's taking them belts off them because when you think about it they've got people like was it the viking raiders are still in there uh we've got some good tag teams uh, i think you still got the new day are still uh, yes yes new day are still on smackdown um sheamus and um which holland obviously we're talking about in the match in night two um but um yeah it kind of a, a, a shocking ind- indictment of the smackdown tag division that this is the best they've got nothing against nakamura but nakamura wick boo Boobs is um, not really a tag team. It's more of a similar to Rick. Uh, what was it? Who's it? Um, oh, fuck. My mind's gone completely back. Rusev. Rusev and um, a- Adrian English. Same thing. That wasn't really a tag team, or in a sense, it was more. He was the, he was the hype man, and uh, Rusev was the guy that wrestles. But um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with this. It's fine. Um, interesting to see do whoever takes some titles off, but yeah, hopefully they do something like a more because I think he he's better than this. He's he should be at least fighting at least Roman for the universe title at some point. Um, obviously that's um, we'll find out. So um, yeah, so um, yes, no title change here. So um, yeah, let's go into the next kind of not exactly looking forward to match, but we've got to do it anyways. Obviously, let's quickly go and talk about um, Nakam. What was it Drew McIntyre going against Happy Corbin? Uh, in a singles match so yeah let's quickly let's go and talk about that match so yeah obviously next match I'm talking about is uh, Drew McIntyre going against Happy Corbin um, in a match that's kind of been set up of uh, I, it's, it's a weird I, it's a weird feud this one because obviously for me personally I like the idea that Drew should be in a match he's better than a match like this this is a B level feud that shouldn't be on an A level show might be my opinion I think Drew could do better not a huge fan of um, Baron Corbin, obviously Happy Corbin, King Corbin, Sad Corbin, whatever you want to go for, he's, t- he's a gimmick change, he's had so many over the years, but um, yeah, I mean, it's nothing, I don't know, I just think it, it, he could have had this match somewhere else, um, not on this card, Drew could have been at least, I don't know, I mean, somewhere else, put him in a match that's more high profile than this, 
But um, I, to be fair, if we didn't have that Brock match, this would have been Drew versus um, Drew versus um, Roman Reigns for the title. I would have been up for that. Um, but um, maybe we get that soon. Maybe maybe Drew's the one. We don't know. It's all speculation. But um, for this match, it was serviceable. It was fine. Um, it had some cool stuff. Obviously, you uh, the big talking point obviously coming out of this match was obviously had certain things like Moss um, trying to encourage uh, was it Corbin on the apron but obviously uh, I think Corbin was getting very frustrated because obviously yeah this is um, he's not happy-go-lucky kind of um, like jokingly um, Corbin he's kind of very serious because obviously he wants to he's got an unbeaten record and he wants to keep it and he you know doesn't want to lose it to Drew so he's kind of was annoyed with uh, Moss being on the apron obviously hit deep six uh, the big talking point kind of highlight was that um the situation of that Corbin hit the end of days they kind of alluded to that no one's ever kicked out the end of days that when I think about it have they I don't think they have I I mean to be fair it's not like it's it might be in the most unprotected uh, the most protective finisher in all WWE all the wrestling I just didn't know it's like it's like the juice effect to Jericho and AW it's like I don't think they were kicked out of that that I know of so maybe it has but like Cole made it more of a big deal than actually the way I felt about it it's like it was more of a, oh, maybe it is. But yeah, obviously um, kicked out of that. Obviously, um, um, Corbin was absolutely fuming at uh, this, uh, complaining to the ref. Uh, but obviously then it kind of, uh, this kind of distraction, not looking where he's going. Um, yeah, and obviously you got Corbin um, got hit by the end, the future shot DDT by, by, um, by Drew. Then a Claymore kick, one, two, three, gets the win. He wins the WrestleMania. So we finally... Sad truth is, when you look at it, Drew's had a really tough time. Where two years ago he won the championship, last year he he lost he lost his match against Bobby Lashley, and now he's going to get Happy Corbin in, in the second match of WrestleMania Night One. Yeah, um, it's fine. I think it's fine for what it is. If it if it leads up to something where Drew gets a big title shot, I'm happy with, or just to something interesting again because it's been a bit. If he's not going for the title, they never have anything interesting for him to go for, other than just don't talk crap about him and don't take his sword because if he takes his sword he gets really mad um, but um, yeah obviously and then obviously after the match you had the thing with Drew staring down Matt Cat Moss obviously on the apron then he obviously um, obviously got his sword swung it at Moss and it cuts the top rope and a little bit at the top in the middle rope um, just collapsed I mean that must be a strong sword of very stunt ropes um, yeah took it out and then we had a nice moment when he went up to his family celebrated um, the win and um, yeah but yeah, got a moment. Nothing really crazy to talk about here. I mean, all I say is they really, really patched up them ropes very quickly after that when we go into the next match. But um, yeah, hopefully Drew. Yeah, hopefully Drew um, does something interesting. Happy Corbin. I'm doing something interesting with it. Uh, hopefully, um, this is not a spoiler for my TW7 doing my own YouTube channel. You know, just go and there, subscribe, you know. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but um, yeah, it's... Um, I... I don't know. I'd be interested to see if you like it. If you like, he finds out all the money and all the way. It doesn't mean nothing. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you can't get the win, or it doesn't get you anywhere as far as you can go. Maybe if it sets up an interesting story beat for him, because I think there is something there with Corbin. He's not that interesting. He's in wing pit. He's all right. His characters have been swapping around for years. But I do. I, I think the most interesting one they had was when he was San Corbin. Because it's interesting, like a man that was so bad to everyone, lost everything. Wouldn't he want to change? Wouldn't he? I, I like that because more of an interest story than going and basically goes, oh, he gets money now, he's better, he gets arrogant again. It's like, no, I mean, 
Pokes, Cameron Grimes is probably a perfect example that money doesn't change you. That I think is a better story. Um, but um, I have to at some point watch Stand Deliver at some point. I will do that. Um, would it be a review here? I don't think so, but I will watch it. Um, but anyway, enough talk of that. Um, but yeah, so Drew gets to win. That's hope. That's hope. Yeah. Um, they do sign with Drew. Obviously, uh, maybe another shot at the title. Give it, maybe give him the intercut. Have him like a nice little feud against Ricochet. That'd be an awesome stuff. Let him have the intercut hotel. Do something with him. Because Drew is amazing. So we'll find out soon enough. But yes, obviously, uh, uh, after that match, we'll talk about the match between the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic going against the Miz and Logan Paul. And the kind of first of what? Two? Yeah, two kind of celebrity matches you had over the, the two nights. So yeah, so that's um, goal. Um, go and talk about that match. So yeah, so now we go to the first of two celebrity matches they kind of had. I think it was two, three on the card. Obviously, the Mysterios going against the Miz and Logan Paul. Um, obviously, my first reaction, obviously, when you think Logan Paul was like, no, not Logan Paul. He's got to be the most hated, most arrogant man on all of the internet. He's, um, the, again, our attributes that would work well in wrestling because it means he's unlikable. So that means you would pay good money to see someone beat the living crap out of him. Could explain why those boxing match got a lot of money. So um, he, he does get it in that sense. But um, yeah, I mean, this match, I don't know, we, not, um, we talk about it really in the sense of it was a bit crazy. Um, but uh, when it comes to the build-up, it's basically the idea that similar to what Dominic is basically, the only reason he's got anywhere is because of his father, not because of his actually in-wing ability. Uh, but obviously something like The Miz has been the same story with The Miz, kind of workhorse, he's worked his way up, everything's done his own. But it's not wrong, but does he have to be a dick about it? It's always a good thing. And obviously it's Logan Paul as his partner to go against the Mysterios. Uh, obviously we know a guy that's very arrogant, very, very arrogant. So... I think that's the story there. Obviously, can Dominic prove that he is more... He deserves to be here. And obviously, you've got... this. The, hopefully, they do pay off a story that I hope they do at some point. Where it's like he finally realised that he needs to start going out, going um, on his own, really. And not... Yeah, go up, go on his own. He doesn't need his father. He appreciates him helping him, but he needs to find his own path. Hope they do that at some point. I don't know if this might set up. Might do that more tonight. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you come to this, I was... One thing that comes out of this that I would hate to admit... Logan Paul was really good in this match. He really was. I mean, he was actually surprisingly... Actually, he's up there with, obviously, you got Pat... Was it Pat McAvee? I'll talk about that match later on, obviously. But, obviously, the, Pat McAvee's match against... Uh, what was it? Adam Cole. Like, surprisingly how good he was. And, obviously, them War Games matches, it was involved really cool. But, um, yeah, he looked he looked fluent. He looked like he's... Um, usually, when you have celebrities waiting for that moment where it just looks clunky. And, yeah, none of it really looked clunky. I mean, he had a bit where... Uh, what was it? You had him do like a vertical suplex, uh, not a vertical suplex, but just like a scoop slam, or like he uh, was it like a power running power slam that actually looked really good. I mean, he done like a like a blockbuster net break as well that looked surprisingly good as well. It's just it looked fluent. I don't know if he's been practicing a lot or just he's just natural athlete. But yeah, it was really good. I mean, obviously, I think um, the kind of two standouts of Longpole and Dominic kind of makes sense. Obviously, had Dominic. Um, Doing some awesome stuff. I think early on he did this kind of armbar scissor kick, uh, head scissors combo. Goes to the top. What's crossed the, the ropes? They maybe I don't know if that's a tribute to um, um, Ray or it's like a tribute to Antaker. Because I was thinking, wait, is he doing a schoolboy? The old old school, old school. I mean, that's the word. But um, yeah, I mean that was um, so that was cool. I mean, obviously he had the dives on the outside, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean the big thing about this match was um, the thing where you got. 
what was it, Ray trying to do the three amigos, obviously a tribute to Eddie. We had again we see a lot of those these days. Um a lot of that stuff. Every time you do the three amigos or you go to the top and does a frog splash. Always have that kind of tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Um but yeah, obviously we got a situation of trying to go for the trip trying to go for the um trying to go for the um uh, three amigos and Eddie and what was it then the Miz that kind of stopped them the third one and then sends Ray into the post and then Paul tags in and then he not and then he knocks down Ray and then then he kind of um, hits he hits the vertical suplexes does them really well and my God the fans were booing him they were like my God this guy's a dick and again let's, I give him that yeah he does well there I mean. You want someone to kick the arrogance of the man that come his first match at WWE and do how dare he do the three amigos? How dare he goes to the top and does a frog splash of, of the legend that is Eddie Guerrero? It's like how dare he bespeaks his name? It's it's good. I like it. It's basically cliche heel heat, and I don't think it's it could be a mix of go away heat and actual your dick heat. But um, yeah, I don't know if he did that and he went to the top and he done a bit of the Viva La Rasa kind of like shake that Eddie Guerrero used to do before he. Um, went to top here at Fox Buster actually looks really good, really good actually. Um, surprisingly, it was pretty good. Um, obviously got that for uh, for near four, but slowly Dominic kind of broke up to stop that for near four. Then we had the end. Yeah, Dominic hit the suicide dive on the Miz. Then obviously Ray then hit kick the same pool into the ropes, and then we did get a double six one nine on Logan Paul. And then we go Ray hits um, was it? And then we hit the Dominic hits the I think a frog splash, and then Ray hits a frog splash. Just about gets the um, was going for the pin. We thought that was the finish. That's what I thought it was the finish. And then obviously was he got the Miz slamming um, like a power bombing. Um, what was it, Dominic onto Ray to break up the pin. Then obviously Ray uh, Miz hits the skull crashing finale on Ray Mysterio. One, two, three, and yeah, it's the Miz and Logan Paul to get the win, not the Mysterios that I thought was where it was going to go. But he didn't. He didn't, and that's fine. Um, I don't have any qualms about it. To be fair, I think that. That um, if if it sets up a kind of Dominic kind of needs to do his own path type situation, I am up for it. But um, yeah, Logan Paul, and obviously after that we had a celebration um, with um, with Logan Paul and kind of the Miz celebrating the victory. And I think um, I I didn't see it at the time, so I was kind of watching it as well as kind of uh, well, maybe keeping notes or kind of keeping eye what's going on other things. But um, yeah, I mean he was I like the way it's like he, he turned around in Venom like. At Logan Paul and hits a skull question finale on Logan Paul and everyone, even I was like, wait, what? What's this setting up? Um, so um, I'm assuming that's setting up a match. Probably that's the next big like feud. Obviously, Sami Zayn and um, Johnny Knoxville has been Johnny Knoxville. It's kind of been that overlining kind of celebrity feud. Maybe this will be the next celebrity feud between The Miz and um, Logan Paul that again. It is, was it? It is, was it? It is. Can't even say it, apparently. Um, it's fine. I mean, but I, like, I think, like, the idea that just, like, yeah. He done what we all wanted to do. He basically beat the, He basically put down Logan Paul. So, technically, if there was a feud between them, Miz wouldn't be the heel here. It would be we'd be the face, wouldn't he? We all want him to beat down Logan Paul. Because nobody likes Logan Paul. I don't think that's a controversial statement. <laughs> no one likes the guy. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, very... Uh, very standard by the numbers tag team match. Um, you, it's the kind of match you expect on kind of like Raw and SmackDown. Your know, TV match, obviously with the with uh, Logan Paul, it does elevate it to WrestleMania kind of status. But yeah, I mean Logan Paul is surprisingly good. He was actually really agile in this match. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he seems to be doing all the uh, obviously the boxing and that wrestling. 
he's really good. I give him, I give him that. He looked good in this match. They did present him quite well. So I'm assuming the storylines I want to come out of this is Dominic gone by himself, figuring out his own path, and uh, the Miz and Logan Paul feud. If they were smart, they would try and build it up to SummerSlam, and that could be the big feud of the summer type thing. If they were going to do that, I'm assuming that's what they do because you, you can't be doing that in the next pay per view. I wouldn't personally do it. I would. They have to let, let it build. Let it manifest because obviously you've got the, you've got the, the social media aspect of it that you can build I mean I give them I've had Sami Zayn and um, Johnny Knoxville they did build that quite nicely with the old social media gate crashing stuff you know like across this feud is like similar to maybe um, oh, what's the one Jerry Lawler and oh, I can't remember now um, I can't remember the name's gone blank but you know it's like it's, it's, it feels like it's all over the place and it's got a bit of realism to it that I kind of like in my feuds sometimes um, that they do doing well when the celebrities are given that but um, yeah so yeah the Miz and Long and Paul win surprising to all surprising to me um, got my predictions wrong so but um, yeah awesome stuff there so um, yes now we get to the now next we're going to talk about the match that uh, I think I was looking forward to the most just because um, if it's anything like the match he had last year for the SmackDown with Championship, we're in for a treat. Obviously, I'm gonna, uh, next I'm going to talk about the WWE War Women's Championship match between the champion, big time Becky Lynch, going against B Bianca Belair. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to this. So, um, yeah, let's dive straight into that one. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get your website up and running? Choose a web hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years experience managing entire digital ecosystems for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with your do-it-yourself website building tools and features including simple drag and drop page design. And they have guaranteed US-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up to Pair Networks, you receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build websites for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month for website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART to get started today. So yeah, so let's go and talk about the match I was looking, I said, um, looking forward to the most. Obviously, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Bear for the Royal Women's Championship. Obviously, this is kind of um, a match that's been months in the making. Obviously, ever since um, Becky Lynch returned at SummerSlam last year and... Um, uh, beat Bianca in what 26 seconds or like just beat her in like a couple of seconds and a thing that pissed everyone off including myself and with the idea that person they built up this Bianca list so well and then to lose the belt and just to get to get a cheap moment and not to try and build up anything but because of that the way they've been going it sets up a match that basically Bianca Blair the feud is that basically she wants revenge and she wants to um, get revenge for what Becky did to her all those months ago. So, um, yeah, obviously from the, again, WWE do this well as well. The promo packages leading up set out the story quite nicely in the sense that basically uh, reason uh, Becky doesn't like Bianca is because she done what, um, she has done what Becky took like years to do in a matter of a year. So it takes a short time, so she is better than her. And obviously um, Becky Lynch does not like that. But um, and you could sit there and say that from the entrances, this is what was the was the thing. Uh, obviously, we got obviously big time Becky Lynch had this really cool kind of montage 
of like kind of the old uh, WWE opening title thing, but it's Becky Lynch calling it Big Time Bex. Uh, she comes down with uh, with like a new hairstyle that looks really nice. I think um, short hair, like yeah, looks really awesome. Uh, coming down with the uh, uh, yeah, coming down with um, new hair, looking amazing. Um, yeah, so like like coming down. I think I think she came down with like a drove in like a uh, drove in like like a I don't know I don't know what car it is. I think it's like the match the like kind of cars you expect something like a fighters to come out. Of. But um, yeah, that looked cool. It was good entrance. Think, okay, cool, good entrance. But then Bianca Blair's like, aha, no, 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 we're gonna have a better entrance. So obviously we got the Texas Southern University marching band coming out, uh, playing Bianca Blair's theme. And then she came down and yeah, it looked, it was one-upped uh, Becky Lynch's kind of um, entrance kind of, so that's the kind of thing. What Becky can do, Bianca Belair could do a lot better and with a lot more style. That kind of like, but um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of stuff here. I mean, um, I kind of think I like the stuff at the beginning with the situation Becky was trying to basically, she wanted to get this match over and done as quickly as possible because I think she kind of fears Bianca Belair with the stuff like she tried to go for that man and or slam um that she won the match at WrestleMania uh, SummerSlam last year uh well she she tries to go for the the man of slam Becky uh, Bianca gets out of it she tries to get the kiss of death but then uh you got Bianca Belair hell um holding on her hair and then she tries to hit uh, she does hit the man on the slam four and the near four four two a nice little close back and forth to start the match um but then obviously most of the match was basically uh, Becky after this trying, trying everything to just finish this match early try and get it done and obviously every time she did she couldn't be her she couldn't be her uh, we did she even went to the top well she does go sometimes but we did this weird thing where she did like a spinning kind of like she spinned and then like a spinning kick from the top I don't know if that was it was supposed to be like a plancher or something but it didn't look uh, it looked like it was done on the flyer because she literally kicked her straight in the face with Bianca Belair it looked really um, um, yeah it just looks it looked like it sucked but um, yeah obviously we've got Becky obviously getting obviously more the match more and more aggressive because she's just like she's fur she's frustrated she wants to beat Becky, Bianca Belair but yeah and obviously we had this thing at the apron obviously um, so more near the end of the match we had a situation where Be uh, Becky Lynch um, kind of um, grabbing Bianca Belair's hair pulling her onto the outside obviously we had a situation with earlier on in the match for on the steel steps so and there's only the bottom steel step and obviously we had a situation where um uh, Becky Lynch Mandando slams her onto the bottom of the steel steps and goes back in the wing and then we have Bianca Belair just getting in on the 10 count uh, with the whole crowd big pop there uh, and then we got then after that we get um, Becky Lynch trying to go for uh, a pin 10 for 2 and Lynch uh, wants to go for the manhouse slam in the corner uh, this is a cool finish go try to get a manhouse slam in the corner but somehow um, Bianca Belair does like a uses the ropes Kind of um, to do a flip to get out of it. And then she hits out of nowhere. The kiss of death. K.O.D. Gets the pin. One, two, three. And we have a new war women's champion in Bianca Belair. And it's probably the best match of the night. Um, I enjoy it. I could obviously get back to it when we talk about the whole show in night one and night two. But I would say it's the best match of the entire weekend. Of WrestleMania anyway. I haven't watched the other match. Obviously I do... Back to the point, I haven't watched Ring of Honor's Supercard yet, and I haven't watched Stand and Deliver yet. But um, if you go from WrestleMania Night and 1-2, I would say it's the best match you had. All the hallmarks of the kind of match that 
I enjoy WrestleMania's for the last couple of years, where it's got a it's a blow off to a story beat, and not just a moment or just someone to have a match. This is like, yeah, it's like I'm not saying Danny Bryan esque, but the reason I love that WrestleMania the most is because of that. It's a blow off of a story beat. This is why I like this match more because it's a blow off of a story beat. She finally got revenge on Becky Lynch for what she did to her all those months ago. So um, yeah, I'm loving it. Again, probably going to get a rematch because you've got WrestleMania backlash, so there's going to be a rematch for that title. Interesting to see what they do. But yeah, all I'm saying to her, though, if they now they've built her up, that now Bianca Belair is now the champion, don't mess this up again. Just build her up. You've got someone that's basically for two WrestleManias in a row consistently performing at the highest level. I mean, she's basically gone against two of the four horsewomen. And she's beat, well, actually free if you can't, if you go way back to her push last year against Bailey. She's basically gone against all of them. She's set for Charlotte that maybe that's, um, I don't think she won against Charlotte yet, but she's gone against three of the four horsewomen and she's consistently put out amazing performances. So I think for that shows that amazing she is. So just don't mess this up. You've done a good job, I'll give you that, to build up this match. It's the only match that felt like a match that felt. The reason I like WrestleManias. Blow off the feuds. It's like a season finale for WWE. So, um, yeah, obviously Becky, uh, I would say it's keep her heel or maybe push her to be a f- more in-between face. Because let's be honest, um, her work's been all right. I give her that. She's done a good job. I like the character work in that sense. But we love we love Becky Lynch. Just make her a face. Don't make the mistake that most people do. Don't do it because of stubbornness. Just do what's right. Make her a face. Uh, maybe we can have a situation tonight and more. Obviously, this probably will date this video quite um, badly. So, but um, I've got a feeling that, yeah, maybe have a situation that uh, she, because of that victory, Becky Lynch now respects her and doesn't, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe that's a way you can, you know, kind of turn her face. But that's just me. But, um, yeah, I still think this is the best. It may be, I may be disagree, but I still think it's the best match on the card um, so far. Um, on night one anyway the best match for night one is by far this match so um yeah awesome stuff so next obviously uh we're going to talk about the um seth rollins he finally got his wrestlemania match but who is he facing obviously that's the that was the mystery you know, uh the find out but obviously we're going to talk about it just quickly so um yeah so yeah let's go on to let's go next to talk about seth rollins um mystery opponent um who was he facing at wrestlemania obviously that's um we are we kind of now, but that's um, we'll talk about it then. Let's go. Let's go and talk about that match. So yes, that's now talk about Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Mystery opponent. Obviously, I don't want to. It's kind of it's two days now, so there's no point in the spoilers. It's obviously it was the worst kept secret all of professional wrestling. Obviously, it was Seth Rollins going against. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He's made his return back to WWE, and I got to be honest. So it, they produced him very well very good here probably one of the best returns in a while like literally I was worried because obviously like we all were because obviously we don't know the story of why Cody has left AW. we kind of have rumours speculation a little bit little bit of tit for tat information here and there but we don't really know um, but I think for me it's like for Cody, it just, it just, it, when you hear the interview afterwards, it just, it just, I'm just, if the guy's happy, I'm happy. Um, we all kind of turned on him on AEW. 
mainly I don't think it was him personally. It was just his character was getting very, very stale. And he was kind of stuck in a kind of position that he kind of wrote himself into. And we kind of, yeah, we kind of just wanted him to do something different. And his resistance to it made us boo him. I don't think there's anything personal against him. Well, not me, anyway. I don't know. Some people actually might be real personal. I've seen some really disgusting behaviour on, like, Cody, um, about Cody going to the WWE. Um, you can disagree from going, and a lot of people are, like, kind of constructively, but there are some stuff of, like, tra- betrayal and stuff like that. It's like, he hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I think it's probably a good thing he went to left AW because at the moment he was kind of not doing anything. He probably hasn't had a good... I mean, that last match against Sabi Kavar was brilliant. But he didn't do... He hasn't... He's, I've always said his best feud probably hasn't been since MJF. And I might be wrong. Maybe Alistair Black was all right. But yeah, it's just it didn't... It might have been a good thing he left. Because obviously it, doesn't, it wasn't working. And obviously WWE, I give them credit. Um, they, they've obviously corked out the money for him. To basically, they presented him exactly like they did in AW. The, the you know the lights went out. Cody Rhodes' music. There's only there's not there's only one world fa- There's not there's more than one world family. Uh, and then obviously, uh, what was it? You got um, Cody's old music. I can't remember some head. Um, Kingdom, and uh, Kingdom played, and it had the graphics and everything. Like this, he was just like if you look, he took this and put it in AW. It's exactly the same. That's not really them. But I think someone kind of put, pointed out that if you want to convince people to go from AEW to WWE back to it, you kind of got to prove that you know, they're not going to. Um, yeah, they've got to prove that basically they're going. To, your character is going to be the same, or you're going to be this. They're not going to butcher it. Like it's different when you're a part of the system. Work you up, but so for example, like Drew, they basically prove that you, you can go away. We reinvented to have come back, and then they probably make you a big deal, and they kind of did. But um, yeah, it was just it was awesome. I was happy. Um, I think my when I saw him in that WWE, I kind of was all my thoughts and um, were kind of um, reservations were kind of gone. Obviously, this would change in the weeks and months to see what they actually do with him. But I honestly think they could if they just Cody Rhodes has been good in the ring, but he's never spectacular in the ring. He has one or two great matches now and then, but he's kind of solid in that. But what makes him great is his mic work. That's what was missing in AW at first. He was one of the best people on the mic. So that's why I think it'll work here because he's good on the mic. So, and I've seen some problems. He really got some. He always puts emotion and realism to it. And if they give him that, then he's gonna have a good one. If it's gonna be good, it'll be interesting to see if it's full time. It's gonna be edge level. It's gonna be like, you know, it's gonna be. Apparently, the deal is he's with like it's kind of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, kind of good money. And they're obviously this shows in this. They put him in a good spot. So. I'm probably putting too much trust because this beyond WWE has disappointed me so many times, but um, but yeah, I don't. I, I guess we just I've kind of gone on more about that and kind of got the match, um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. If it works out, if it makes him happy, I'm not gonna go like be like too hurt. And I think AEW um, are gone are in a good place right now. They'll be okay with him. They're okay with it. It's not like he's just like the major star has left, but it's not like they're leaving him in the lurch. He's kind of been in the lurch for the last couple of months to a year. So, um, AEW doing okay. WWE, Cody could be okay. He hasn't bad mouthed the company that I know of. Everyone's happy, so I'm going to be happy too. So, um, but yeah, let's talk about this match. Obviously, um, we had a bit right at the start with obviously him doing the, st- the Stardust um, cartwheel. 
uh, with a hand gesture and then saying no more, kind of like a, a slap in the face saying, yep, I'm coming back, but I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to be that Stardust. I guess he made that very, I wouldn't surprise you if there's a claw in his contract saying, I'm like, never be Stardust ever again. And, and if I am, I made a choice. I kind of like, um, if that is true. But um, yeah, a lot of this stuff was um, based standard match. You've got Seth working on uh, Cody's ribs and lower back. And obviously you've got Cody working on Seth's arm. Uh, we had a bit with, um, what was it? We had um, kind of midway through the match. We had obviously Rollins trying to attempt. And then we got Cody go out of it and hit the crossroads. But um, for the one, two, but no. It's WrestleMania, so you know what that means. Um, someone's going to kick out their finishes. It's kind of um, expected. In the WrestleMania, so kicked out. I was a bit like, oh no, they're not going to. Oh no, they're not going to do that thing where it's like he doesn't win. He comes back and he loses, and then it goes, yeah, well, she never left, she knew. I mean, you had that thing with um, Seth Rollins kind of coming out saying, "Welcome back to the big leagues." It's kind of a stick it to you type thing. You know, it's, it's Seth Rollins. He's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to be a heel, but um, yeah, obviously. But then we got um, we got that kind of stuff. We got um, a nice little reverse kind of suplex off the top rope. Rollins um, for a two. Uh, obviously, we've got a nice Phoenix. We've obviously got a Phoenix splash. Um, what was it? When we had Rollins got top, trying to hit a Phoenix splash. Cody avoided it, and then Cody teases, uh, teases the pedigree. Uh, but we got, um, what, we got what, what was it? Um, Rollins got out of it. Uh, then obviously, and then after that, we had... Um, we had, you know, we had this really cool the Cody cutter from the top. I do think should be one of his finishes because a, ma a move that spectacular should be a finish, right? But that's just me. But um, we had that. He kicked out that. We had, um, we had um, like a nice little a double unhooked uh, power bomb by Cody uh, before that. But uh, the kind of match kind of ended with obviously Cody hitting hitting a Cody uh, crossroads and then he gets uh, keeps a hold of him. Here's the second one. Um, to and then he gets him up and it's like a homage to his father Dusty Rhodes does the punches and then the bionic elbow then gets him up hits another crossroads one two three and on his return to WWE he has a victory over Seth Rollins um, on his debut with some about his match back at WrestleMania so yeah it's a great I think I was really happy with it um, a lot of people saying this match tonight I think it's the moment of the night maybe I think one of the moments because Cody coming back is a huge deal but I'm okay with it. But I think as a match, it's really solid. It's very showcased um, how good Cody is. Shows how good Seth is. I mean, you rate him in the ring. Putting him against each other. Smart move. Because um, if anyone can make anyone look good, it's Seth. And obviously Cody is like a very different wrestler than the guy that left many years ago. He's um, he's really made himself a star. So hopefully they, they do that. They book him. Wouldn't surprise me if he has a few. He, goes, he wins the title at some point. The w, he needs to win that W championship. There's a story there that rumors around that that's the reason he came. One of the reasons he came back is he feel like he had unfinished business at WWE, and he wants to win the title. I think he's he's he looks like a star. They made him look like a star, and I love it. Um, this this don't mess. I mean, you know, I'm going to stop saying don't mess this up. They will, in some way that I won't like, but I hope they don't. I think they've got a legit money maker here, and um, I think they should just book him well. So, uh, yeah, obviously Cody Rhodes gets the win. Big return. It was the worst case secret in all of pro wrestling. I mean, I mean, when the, when the lights go down, um, it's ironic that Sinise actually lyrics. Um, but I thought, you know, because the rumours gone around that Bray Wyatt was in the area of LA and was thinking, oh, they could do that just to really swerve us because he'd do that swerve. But they were smart. It was Cody. It was cool. 
Um, but yeah, he gets the win. Westerman. It'd be interesting to see, obviously tonight, what he does. Like, is what he's going to be. It's going to be a huge moment when he steps in WWE first time in seven, eight years. So it's going to be. Um, it's been it's now six years. Now it's six years. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he do. So yeah, so um, Seth Rollins. Is on losing end. Obviously, he's not going to be happy with that. And obviously, Cody Rhodes is back. He's back in WWE. So, interesting to see what he does. So, obviously, now we go on to... Uh, we'll next talk about the... Probably would have been the main event. Probably, if it wasn't for, obviously, what was the main event. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about that later on. But, um, yeah, obviously, that's gone quickly. Let's go and talk about the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match with Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair going against Ronda Rousey. So, yeah, let's get, let's get talking about that. So, yeah, so then we, next we talk about the... You could say, kind of, I, w- I would say it was pro- it probably was going to be in the main event. Obviously, we're talking about the SmackDown Women's Championship match with Charlotte Flair defending her title against this year's Royal Rumble winner in Ronda Rousey. In um, yeah, I think um, this feud was a weird one because obviously I was um, I wasn't really pumped for like Ronda Rousey coming back. Nothing against Ronda Rousey, but I think um, I think the mystique has worn off very quickly with her, and I think they needed to go back to basis base. Go back to basics with her. And just go, what made her cool was she's no nonsense. She doesn't speak and beats the crap out of people. Um, for example, she needs a mouthpiece. Just saying. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this feud, um, it's... I think the feud, I think they're trying to put across is basically like, Charlotte Flair's going, you're just a one-trick pony. Only thing you can do is that armbar. And... Um, Kind of, um, I think, I like the idea that's wonder about. It's kind of proven. No, I, I know multiple submission moves, multiple ways of beating you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the build up here. But the kind of match, it was fine. I think um, it was very good. I mean, it was a solid good match. Obviously, he had a lot of stuff where a lot of the time it was Wonder Rousey trying to go and hit that lock and the armbar. But obviously, we had, um, um, I, I think, a nice little counter into a ankle lock later early on. Um, but um, I like uh, obviously if actually before I actually say I did see that there was videos they posted on our social media with uh, training with Shannon Baszler kind of training to figure out moves how to get out of like the figure four leg lock the figure eight and obviously the um, transition into the ankle lock as well and that ironically was both in this match that was really cool but um, yeah I think everything was good but I think the problem with this one we just didn't have I wasn't really invested really and it's nothing against two reformers but just I just it just the, the story wasn't there. It's like the match Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. I was just more invested in, and I think that sometimes is important with this match. But I mean, it was still good in this, in that sense. It was still a good match. It was too solid, it's consistent. Ronda Rousey looked good as well. But it's kind of the finish was an interesting one. Obviously, we had um, I think a thing that happened outside, but obviously the Flair and Ronda were trying to call back into the ring for the ten count. Then and then um, obviously um, back into the ring. But then obviously the finish with the idea that we got Flair went for the kick. Uh, then Ronda caught her, and then she hit that Piper's Pit fin- slam. That I don't think it's the best finisher, but trying to hit that. But um, uh, I like the idea that obviously I think uh, was it Charlotte Flair put her foot on the bottom rope, but the ref saw it. Like normally, just, he did he did count the free count, but he did see it. So it's very unusual for a ref to actually ca- clock that, unless that was a mistake. But I like the idea that he he saw it, he counted the free, but it's not like it went to the bell. We had controversy. He just went nope, nope, <laughs> foot on the rope. Gotta respect that from Charles Robinson. Ironically, is little Nate. So you know that's you take that with a pinch of salt. But obviously, you got this one that kind of uh, complain about that. But she had no complaints because her foot was on the boat before the three. So you know, but it's, it's typical wrestling logic. Then obviously, Flair hit natural selection on 
Wonder Rousey for a two. Then we obviously got Flair hit the figure figure eight leg lock where he was able to kick out. Um, but um, and uh, was it kick? Uh, was kick out when obviously kick Flair and she tackled. But while she was doing that, she tackled the ref Charlie Robinson into the ropes. So the ref is down, bumped into the ropes. Obviously, then Wonder locks in the armbar. Obviously, Flair's tapping, tapping, but no ref. No one saw it. Then obviously, um, then one that goes back. Uh, uh, was it Wonder goes for Flair uh, back up? But then obviously we um, trying to get the ref back up basically. And then obviously Flair hits a, a running boot straight to the face of Wonder Rousey, gets the win, and surprisingly, gets the win. Uh, beats Wonder Rousey. So yeah, I mean it was a weird finish. I mean if I, I, I got to be honest, when I think about it, if that was the finish of WrestleMania, I would be like, oh, that's bad, the climatic. But um, yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean, I'm not against it because I think Wonder Rousey's like, is she staying long enough? What is her deal? Like, is she staying full? Has she got a block contract? Is she staying full time? I wouldn't say full. I wouldn't say she'd be staying full time, just because it's Wonder. Um, and also, she's got kids, so she's obviously got that to factor in now. She can't be going on the road all the time. But um, yeah, it's interesting. But I mean, with Flair, the problem is at the moment, it's like, if it's not Wonder, who's going to take that title off her? I mean, the only one that makes sense is Sasha. Because obviously that's the big match, but not a lot of contenders there. That it's a bit disappointing. I mean, I would probably put Shayna Baszler, but I think she's on Raw. I think she's on SmackDown as well. So it may, it'd be interesting. Maybe there's a story there. Maybe you can do a situation where, yeah, you beat my friend Ronda in a cheating. So like, I'm gonna take you out and then set that up. That maybe that she's the next opponent and when Ronda comes back. Yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, it could work. Um, I just I just wanted to see Shayna Baszler be built as like this submission killing machine just just me but i just want to see that so um but yeah um interesting finish interesting to see where it goes but yeah charlotte um still your smackdown women's champion um so we're trying to see what they on smackdown it where that leads to storyline wise but um but yeah when i think of the finish it probably was a good idea this wasn't the main event because obviously the main event is kind of the big thing that they've been pushing very hesitant of was obviously the kind of KO show featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin in Texas. So, um, yeah. But obviously there was more to that than just, it wasn't just the show. So, but we'll talk about that now. So, that's, um, yeah, let's go and talk about the main event with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens in that KO slash, let's be honest, slash match segment. So, let's go and talk about it. So yes, we're here in the main event. We don't end with a well. We don't end with a match. At the, at first, it was supposed to be we end with a TV segment, a talk show segment. Uh, obviously, this has been set up with obviously last couple of weeks with KO talking trash about the state of Texas, um, that kind of um, and calling out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, but um, it's never a good idea because obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin is Stone Cold Steve Austin, whatever age he is. He can still hit a stunner on you. But, um, yeah, obviously, Kale comes out. He's very happy with himself at this point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, this, when I heard the rumours, this or this, I, my first hesitation was, I'm not up for it. Because, again, Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't have to come back for a match. He doesn't. Stone Cold Steve, what we love about Stone Cold Steve Austin is his in-wing ability is quite good, and he can have great matches, but what makes him cool, what made us love him was the segments, the kind of every time he can basically stun him in the hell out of people, and if you can get to him to do that, everyone's going to go home happy, but I was a bit hesitant, I thought this was just going to be a situation where it was just a segment, he tries to attack him back and forth, hits the stunner, a couple of beers, 
everyone's got goals, so I'm happy. But you kind of did get that, but it took a long way to get there. But um, but um, yeah, obviously we got there. Obviously we started this segment. Obviously the way they led up to it, we had a situation. Obviously Stone Cold comes out after KO, which is basically I have to apologise for the rotten things I said about Texas Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, I have to apologise for telling the god awful truth truth about this state, this state, and it's like, oh, okay, KL, you know, he just wants to, he, want, he he's literally asking for an ass whooping. He really is. Then Stone Cold comes out, um, kind of um, comes out, you know, crowd pops because obviously it's Austin. Uh, was it breaks? Thing breaks. He comes out. Um, yeah, comes down to the ring. Obviously, then kind of um, does the whole Stone Cold thing like that. Then obviously he goes to the back, gets the SUV, um, comes down with that. You gotta do it. It's Austin. He comes down. That's awesome. Then we have a back and forth for basically Owens fucking crap, saying um, like oh, Austin is the worst model in WWE history. Um, we we'll look up to you. He just and he's, Austin's like showing no respect. So no respect to Austin here. A lot of stuff is like he and KO's like Stone Cold Steve Austin's like saying you're asking, you're basically talking yourself into an ass whooping type thing. I'm paraphrasing there, but um, but um, the whole thing is basically a lot of that um, that kind of stuff. But what I like it leads into the thing that we're going to talk about in a minute is obviously it's not just a segment. It's not like the end of WrestleMania, but it's KO kind of going. I, you know, um, oh, I've got to put this line that's kind of funny. It's like you know, I'm not a, um, I'm not, I'm 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 more. He's a sophisticated, distinguished French Canadian. So it's kind of the universal truth that, like, yeah, people in Canada, 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 <laughs> Canada is better than anyone in Texas, you know. A lot of good lines here. I'm not going to paraphrase everything he said, but yeah, it's kind of set up that Kale's like he tricked Austin. He tricked him. He tricked him. He wants to. He's not here to talk to Austin. He wants to fight. You know, the fan cheers, obviously, in Austin, kind of like a match. We know that 19 years, your last match, and obviously, ribs are hurt, your, back, your knees are done, but um, bad neck and everything. But obviously, Austin challenges him in a no, well, that's a no holds bar match right now. And obviously, we had a thing with Austin kind of teasing it, teasing it, um, and then kind of, um, and then kind of, um, then you got Austin coming out saying, I had my first match in Dallas, Texas. Could I have my last match right here in Dallas, Texas? And then kind of says, smack, uh, uh, smack shit. And then kind of says, hell yeah. And then get the ref out here. And yeah. To everyone was cheering at this point. Austin versus KO in a no holes bar match to end night one. And um, yeah, I mean, nothing crazy in the match itself. It was, very, it was a brawl, so it kind of worked for the brawler nature of Austin. A lot of back and forth punches. I think at some point uh, they went into the crowd. Austin trying to, uh, was it that? Because I think um, Austin got like a suplex on the stage for a guy that his age probably did hurt. But um, yeah, we had a situation where Kale hit his stunner on him. Um, and obviously, you get for a near fall. But yeah, obviously, you expect nothing less. Obviously, Owen brings in the chair, um, try to swing it at Austin. Austin ducks, and then the chair hits the ropes and hits, was it, basically swings it, misses it, bounces the chair straight in his face. Austin hits him to the gut. Stone Cold Stunner. One, two, three. He gets the win. And, um, yeah. And, obviously, as always, gets the beers. Drinks the beers. I think he's stunned. Uh, I think he, he stunned Brian Saxton. Brian Saxton. Saxton, yes. Um, stunner people. You know, drinking beer. Yep. We end WrestleMania.
night one with Stone Cold Steve Austin on top. Um, so um, yeah, again, I've probably power paraphrased that very poorly. Basically, it's just it's it's one of those moments that at first I was hesitant, but again, no holds barred stipulation worked well, and Kale did a very good job to try and sell it. Um, to make him look like he was a million bucks because he did look quite good. Austin's kind of style has always been a brawler, so that's kind of why I've always he's in with he's very good of course. Like it's, it's basically old school wrestling. Very brawl, very fighting, kicks, that kind of stuff. Proper old school. You're not gonna be him doing like cold, you're not gonna see Austin doing cold reds. Cold reds or doing that kind of stuff. It's always been about the kind of hard nose. That's why he's called Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I think that's for that nature, kind of serves him well in a match like this. So um, that's why I think it, it wasn't exactly amazing, but it was good. It was better than I was expecting. I, um, I don't think I've watched this and gone, he's tarnished Austin's legacy in any way. Uh, it's not like when you've done like Goldberg comes back or no offense to Undertaker, he's later matches where it's like he comes back when you think he should have retired already. He shouldn't be wrestling. But Austin here, it's just like it works for him because obviously his style really protects him here. And um, yeah, so um, we all got, we, first night, all, got, all go home happy. We're seeing someone getting stunned, Austin drinking beer, and yeah, especially in the state of Texas, everyone's happy. So um, yeah, I don't know what more to say to it. Uh, obviously, with um, as I said, we're gonna uh, to, we'll talk about the show as a whole um, at the end of this video, but um, we're gonna talk about obviously now we're going to um, talk about go into night two because obviously the the old saying goes is the second night always better than the first. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but um, we'll find out next. So, but yeah, I mean, I will, I will talk about the whole show, but uh, my initial thoughts is that I did enjoy night one more than night two, but I'll go into that more when we get to the end of this video. But yes, that's obviously, that's go, let's not beat around the bush, that's talk, let's go into night two and talk about with um, kicking off with the game, uh, Triple H, the Cerebral Assassin, coming to the ring to start off. Start off WrestleMania night two.